Remembrance Day, November 11th, 2021, and it's the weirdest Remembrance Day I can ever remember for the simple fact that we've got everybody thanking those that came before us for sacrificing their lives for their freedom. Meanwhile, some of these people have completely given up their freedoms and don't even understand the irony of what they're thanking people for. Um, As you can tell, it's incredibly frustrating to see people that... uh, got the vaccine heavy air quotes to travel or to continue working uh wearing poppies and walking around thanking uh, the generations before us for their freedom uh they don't even understand that they are not free anymore and they are fully accepting of it to me it's just so amazingly ironic to see people um doing this and not even grasping <laughs> uh the fact that they are no longer free i i just find it I guess staggering in a way. Um, Today, what we're going to do is we're going to get into um, a very interesting breakdown of what is potentially in these vaccines. Most of you have have probably looked into this and have seen some of these reports and, and so on and so forth. And like I told you in the last show... This is the most comprehensive breakdown I've ever seen uh, of of all the findings from around the world that people are finding and and what exactly maybe is the end game here. I don't know. Um, We'll see. But what we're going to do first is we're going to go to the East Coast. We're going to focus on New Brunswick. And uh, the title of this article, which comes to us by way of Global News, reads, New Brunswick employees file court application claiming COVID-19 vaccine mandate unconstitutional. This is by Rebecca Lau, and it was posted on November 10th, 2021. Excuse me. An advocacy group in New Brunswick is taking legal action against the province over its COVID-19 vaccination mandate for civil servants. The group Stand for Freedom New Brunswick made the court filing on behalf of four government employees. The deadline to be vaccinated is November 19th. Government employees, including those working in healthcare, education, and in long-term care, must show proof of full vaccination or face unpaid leave, which is basically getting fired. <laughs> you can you can dress it up and call it whatever you want, but we uh, we are all quite aware of what what this is. Uh, you're basically being fired. They're just just loopholing it so you can't charge them for with wrongful dismissal. That's the only reason they're they're doing this unpaid leave bullshit. But you and I are fully aware of what this is. <clears throat> According to a news release from, adv- uh, from the advocacy group, four applicants are challenging the mandates as unconstitutional and therefore of no force or effect. The four named applicants include two teachers and two Horizon Health employees. 
If we can be barred from working in the public service as teachers and nurses because we decline irreversible medical interventions or decline to disclose to the government the nature of those personal choices, then we no longer live in a free and equal society. Stuart Murray, a teacher with Anglophone East School District, is quoted as saying in the news release, even if we could even if we could ever theoretically justify coercing individuals into accepting an injection in order to keep their job, we certainly cannot justify it in the context of a vaccine that we know is no better than natural immunity. The other, th- the other three applicants are Trish Michaud Hauchi, a teacher in the Anglophone West School District, Tabitha Belding, a registered nurse with the Horizon Health, and Lisa Gorham, an an executive assistant with Horizon Health. The applicants claim that the vaccine mandate violates their charter rights of liberty, scrutiny of person, personal health choices, and reasonable expectation of privacy regarding medical information. The allegations haven't been proven in court. Well, (laughs) thanks, Global, but uh, I don't think you even really need to prove that in court. It's pretty much cut and dry. Um, if we didn't live in upside down clown world, this would be a open and shut case. But unfortunately, these are not the times that we live in. The application also seeks an order that any civil servant who is disciplined because of the mandate be reinstated to their position and compensated for lost wages. Global News has reached out to the province for comment. And the province obviously did not comment because that is the end of that article. So there was a bit more that came out of New Brunswick, but I'm a little bit hesitant to put it on this show. Uh, Light and Gray came out and basically said that uh, the Labour Board sided with um, employees on on uh, mandates. And I'm not 100% sure now if that is a legitimate um, thing to put up. I don't want to be uh, kind of categorized as fake news. So I am following it. For those of you that are friends with me on Facebook, uh, you've seen that I put it on my personal page and I haven't pulled it down uh, because I'm just waiting to see. Um, as you know, sometimes uh, the first 48 hours usually tells um, if a story is true or not. And this one, Light and Gray hasn't come out and retracted his statement, so therefore I'm leaving it up uh, because he could be in serious trouble if he didn't, uh, you know, if he didn't actually go through that properly. And uh, so far, he hasn't come forward and said. Uh, no, sorry, I was mistaken or anything. Uh, so we'll see if it turns out to be true. It's a huge, it's a massive win, uh, for our side, um, when it comes to the vaccine mandates. So before I report too much on it, I just want to make sure that it's actually legit. Um, other than that, you know, any constitutional challenge that is going to be hitting the courts. Um, I think any of you that are kind of, um, Uh, Charter of Rights savvy or legal savvy are fully aware of the angle that the government and these big corporations and small businesses that are uh, mandated vaccines are going to try and loophole, which is uh, section one of the charter, which is uh, guarantee of rights and freedoms. The Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in its subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. So if you're picking up on that, it really comes down to interpretation on that. And the other side is using using uh, specifically um, uh, freedom set out in its subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law. So they use this 
to loophole it and say, um, right now, under a pandemic, the reasonable limits need to be choked back. And they are going to win a lot of cases with this, um, unfortunately. So I guess the reason I'm covering this is I can, I can see the writing on the wall. I can see the way they're going to fight the charter, um, the charter um, arguments. But like I said, the more cases that get into the courts and the more that fight it, the more we're going to learn exactly how to close this loophole. And basically what you need to do is you need to, t- you need to have a lawyer that can strip um, Section 1 completely out of the arguments and just say, look, Section 1 is, is uh, uh, subject to interpretation and we would like to just eliminate that completely and focus more on the democratic rights, uh, the freedom of mobility rights, your legal rights uh, that are in the Charter. And if you can successfully convince a judge that the... <clears throat> Uh, the case needs to be argued on um, different section merits. Uh, your chances of winning are huge. But the Crown is going to go for Section 1 every single time. They will. I guarantee it. And like I said, they are going to get a lot of cases dismissed on it, just on the interpretation. So the problem with our charter is that right there in the first, the actual first section, uh, there's a gray area. And it's going to get exploited, but don't let that uh, don't let that bring you down. Uh, we're fully prepared, you know. A lot of us are watching and seeing how they're going to do it, and it's just a matter of uh, basically trying to close a loophole for all the future cases that are going to the charter cases that are going to be going in front of the courts. And uh, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. That's all we can do, right? And in the meantime, it seems like uh, you know things have slowed down a little bit. Uh, for the fascism that we are all facing, but that doesn't mean it's not coming. I think in the sketch, it's just slowed down simply because the case counts are falling <laughs> and they can't go full steam ahead at this point. But make no mistake, they probably will rise again and then they're going to do what they're always doing and blame it on the unvaccinated and try and round us up and put us in death camps. <laughs> and yes, I'm laughing because it's just, this is seriously the world we live in right now. Anyway, my friends, let's get this show started. We'll be right back. Welcome, friends, to Canadian Patriot Radio, where conspiracy is not theory and political corruption finds the spotlight. CPR, we are committed to upholding Canadians' God-given rights to life, 
liberty, and freedom with all thy sons. Command. Welcome back, my friends. Um, I just want to do a follow-up on the last episode. We covered an expose uh, article that was um, basically letting us know that uh, there were specific batches of Pfizer and Moderna that were the deadliest. They had figured out that these batches were were responsible for a bulk majority of, of a lot of the deaths we were seeing from the shot. Uh, the expose has gone even further. And you remember me kind of speculating, I bet you dollars to donuts that these, uh, these batches, these deadly batches were all shipped out to, uh, red states. Uh, yep. A hundred percent, my friends, uh, investigation finds that the deadliest batches of the COVID-19 vaccines were disproportionately sent to red Republican states across the USA. So what do you think, um, the map would look like in Canada, uh, for these shots being sent out? Where do you think the deadliest shots in Canada have been sent. Do you think they're going to be sent to liberal provinces, liberal cities, liberal areas within Canada? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. They're going to be sent, the bulk majority of them will be sent to Saskatchewan and Alberta. (laughs) And uh, that would make perfect sense for someone, and I shouldn't exclude Ontario. Ontario is bulk majority um, right. Uh, ex- except for the cities, uh, you know, a lot of people know this, uh, you know, the, the bulk majority of Ontarians are, uh, right of center or they, they hate liberals. And so I got to stick up for my Ontario friends because, uh, a lot of times out West, uh, they get lumped into, uh, a bad group and they're not, uh, I've spent a lot of time in Ontario and I'm fully aware that most Ontarians are, are disgusted with what is going on. Uh, even before the COVID stuff, uh, just politically disgusted with the liberals, um, you guys seen it with some of the the protests uh, against Trudeau. Uh, I mean, we covered uh, Chef's own footage of it, <laughs> which was great. Um, but, uh, you know, these shots would be, my guess is these shots found their way uh, mainly, to, you know, to anywhere that is uh, boasting a, a right of center uh, political ideology. And it makes sense when you're in uh, my neck of the woods because I can tell you, uh, firsthand, I know of probably, I, I, it's probably easy to say probably 10 people now that have suffered from adverse effects ranging from almost death, uh, to, to, uh, every other, like to rashes, to you name it, um, blood clots. Um, and actually, you know, a little bit of speculation, but I would assume that there's deaths here. Um, the, the people that have died are in families that are fully, fully for the vaccine. Uh, but we got people falling over dead right after their second shot around here. So if you want my guess, <clears throat> right where I live in the Scatch, which is the southeast, uh, I would I would be willing to bet that we got um, a hot batch of these of these injections. And, and that is what's killing people around here. Uh, the elderly, a lot of elderly deaths around here uh, since the rollout of the vaccines. All right. What I'd like to do next, my friends, is I'd like to turn it over to a doctor by the name of Scott A. Youngblood. And he just basically stands up in front of a panel 
now I'm not 100% sure where this is. Oh, it's California. Uh, he stands up into in front of a panel and he basically just bullet points uh, everything that we learned uh, and have learned so far about these shots. And it's just so worth uh, repeating on this show. So let's uh, hand it over to Scott uh, A. Youngblood here. Hi, my name is Scott Youngblood. I'm a physician and I'm here to defend science and patient autonomy. Next slide. The best way to look at any medical issue is with a randomized controlled trial. A well-performed RCT is more powerful than dozens of observational studies because it has a control group. That's what Pfizer did to evaluate its vaccine uh, in, to get an EUA. It had 44,000 patients, two large groups, essentially equal in all respects except one group gets the vaccine and the other group gets the placebo. Next slide. Everyone has heard that the study showed excellent vaccine efficacy with a lower rate of symptomatic infections over six months. Next slide. It was also great in preventing severe COVID cases. These patients are really sick. You have a high heart rate, respiratory failure, renal, hepatic, neurologic dysfunction, ICU admission, and death. There was only one case of this in the vaccine group and 30 cases in the placebo group. Next slide. But what hasn't been talked about is the increased adverse events for the vaccine. Total adverse events twice as high, related adverse events four times as high, severe adverse events twice as high. Essentially, those are hospitalizations, heart attacks, strokes, myopericarditis, Guillain-Barre, et cetera. All of these differences were highly statistically significant. Next slide. And the endpoint that we should all care about the most, which is all-cause mortality, this is the, the great endpoint because it ends all of the silly arguments about what caused the death. Was it the vaccine, the virus, or something else? You just total up the deaths, and at the end of six months, you look at them. And in this study, 15 patients died in the vaccine group versus 14 in the placebo group. And then the patients were unblinded and allowed to cross over if they had gotten placebo and wanted the vaccine. Five additional patients who got the vaccine died, but none who remained in the placebo group died. This mortality difference is not statistically significant. It doesn't prove anything other than scientifically, one cannot say that this vaccine saves lives. Next slide. And this raises the big question, if the vaccine is so effective against the virus, preventing infections and severe COVID, then why didn't it, didn't it save lives at the height of the pandemic against the Alpha variant? The most likely answer is that the risks of this vaccine essentially canceled out any COVID benefit from the vaccine. Regardless, there was no death benefit. Next slide. And that really is the big problem with this obsessive fixation on COVID infections and death. Is it the vaccinated or the unvaccinated that misses half the problem? The adverse events and deaths from the vaccine. If you survive the vaccine, you will probably be better off when you meet the virus, especially early on, but at what cost? Indeed, the Taiwan Department of Health states right now that slightly more people have died from the COVID vaccines this year than the virus itself. Next slide. The problem is the alpha spike protein, which all the vaccines make, it's a toxin in and of itself. It binds to your ACE2 receptors around your body, which are critical in regulating blood pressure, clotting, immune system. Having spike in your body attacking these receptors is a big problem. Next slide. We've been told not to trust VAERS, but it is the only database available. All the COVID vaccines were also granted EUAs with the requirements removed for ethics boards, data safety monitoring boards, or critical event committees. All of these are customary for anything on an EUA. We are for some reason intentionally flying blind. OSHA just said they are suspending the rule for employers to report adverse events due to mandated COVID vaccines. As an ethical physician, I cannot defend anything on this slide. Next slide. 
So VAERS is an early warning system. So if a problem is identified, it can be investigated further. It is 31 years old. It is voluntary. There is significant underreporting. Submission of a false report is subject to prosecution and the CDC validates all these entries. Over 150,000 have been re removed just this year. Next slide. There were about 158 deaths on average per year associated with all vaccines. And then something happens in January of 2021. We now have over 17,000 deaths reported just for the COVID vaccines. I would submit to you that as an early warning system, VAERS is working exactly as intended. We are just not listening to it. Next slide. Nearly 40% of these deaths occur within 48 hours of the shot. It is not until day 40 or so that the death rates return to baseline. If there was no relation, you would see that the low baseline on the right of the graph would be all the way over to the left. Something is happening at day zero to cause these deaths and it's pretty obvious what that is. Next slide. The CDC states that any death within 28 days of a positive test, regardless of cause, counts as a COVID death. You could get run over by a cement truck crossing the street, but if your COVID test three weeks ago was positive, you are counted as a COVID death. On the other hand, anything within 28 days of a vaccine is not related to the vaccine. Imagine the world that we would live in if these assumptions were reversed. This is illogical and indefensible. Next slide. During the Pfizer vaccine brief before the EUA last October, uh, this slide was flashed up for about one second. It lists out all the adverse events that eventually turned up in VAERS months later. Heart attacks, strokes, myocarditis, pericarditis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, blood clots, deaths, and enhanced uh, vaccine disease. Regardless, the FDA granted the EUA without any mention of any of this in the notices to physicians or patients. They knew about it and apparently said nothing. Perhaps the fact checkers can defend this, but I cannot. Next slide. On August 23rd, the FDA sent out two letters. The first approved the Comirnaty vaccine and the second extended the EUA for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, the same formulation, but legally distinct. To this day, there are no FDA approved COVID vaccines that are actually available in the United States. Comirnaty is not available. So if the FDA approves the vaccine, but it is not actually available to anyone, it begs the question, did the FDA actually approve the vaccine? Next slide. In late July, the CDC stated the viral titers of saliva in the vaccinated are just as high as the unvaccinated. This was the justification to make everything, everyone put their masks back on. The viral levels in your saliva are the measure of how infectious you are. Thus claims that the unvaccinated are spreading the disease and paradoxically putting the vaccinated at risk are all nonsensical. This fact alone destroys the infectious spread justification for vaccine mandates. Next slide. In the age of Delta, vaccines do not meaningfully reduce transmission or stop infections. They do not reduce overall medical uh, resource utilization as we showed. The uh, best evidence available shows that they do not uh, reduce mortality. And since it uses the alpha spike protein, you will get 100% of the risks, but only 40 to 60% of the benefit in the age of Delta the virus has moved on. The vaccines produce narrow immunity that encourages new variants. Their efficacy wanes after six to eight months. And for COVID survivors, it likely produces no long-term benefit and they are known to have a two to six times higher rate of adverse events. Likely no benefit, just harm. Having said all of this, they may offer a personal health benefit to these vaccines, but that analysis needs to be individualized. Next slide. The bottom line is, that this issue is really complicated. The decision for COVID vaccination should be left up to the patient in consultation with their doctor. 
There is no medical or scientific justification for COVID vaccine mandates by a government or employers. Thank you. So what more can you say on top of that? <laughs> he covered everything we've been covering for months, uh, if not years, and just all bullet points in a, in a slide in a slide presentation and just nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. But of course, <clears throat> the... Uh, the Canadian governments, uh, provincial and federal, are just ignoring it, and they're forcing people to get it. Um, it it's, it's, it's interesting, to say the least. My sister actually has been nailing it with uh, memes and uh, just, just some uh, TikTok clips that I'll play one for you, but I'm going to read you one of these memes first because it's just it's so epic. The government has the difficult task of simultaneously... Um, convince the injected that the injection works so they can get the shot and convince the injected the injection doesn't work so they go and get the booster shots. <laughs> like, what, like where do you even, like, how do you even comment on what we are witnessing right now as a society? How do you even try to inject some sanity into this situation? Uh, because now... Those of us that have maintained and have held true and are not getting these shots are basically watching them roll out boosters because the shots are waning after six to eight months, just like you heard uh, Dr. Youngblood say. And now they have to get boosters to prevent any further infection. Uh, a booster of the exact same remedy, a uh, cocktail of uh, basically toxins that fucking near killed them through the, last, the first two shots. But here, come get another one. Uh, because your um, <laughs> your immunity is now going to be waning, and uh, we promise this one won't kill you. I, I don't even get it. I, I don't see how people are buying this, but then again, I haven't understood the hypnotized my entire life. Just like all of you, <clears throat> I've always known there was something wrong with the world, and now it's never been more obvious uh, to those of us that are awake than it is right now, but people are just marching forward. And I think it's <clears throat> I think they just don't want to admit that they've been They've been fooled. Uh, that's really what it is. Now, my sister sent me one more clip, a TikTok clip here that is just absolutely perfect. For anybody, I, I think anybody that um, has gotten the shot needs to hear this, especially those that got the shot to maintain their employment. I'm just going to let this guy talk. Um, it's, this is from Science Cited, and it's, it's just brilliant. Medical professionals are being given a choice right now, and I think everyone knows the choice that I'm talking about. You can either choose to get vaccinated and keep your job, or you can choose to not get vaccinated and lose your job. A very common response to this that I hear on the left is that choices have consequences, which is completely true. It's just not the correct framing for the argument. Your employer does have a choice to mandate these vaccines if you would like to continue to work for them. I believe in the freedom of the employer. But for people who have been screaming workers' rights for so long, it's kind of surprising to hear this take. With a traditional work mandate, when you go to work, you must do something. But when you're off work, you're free to do whatever you want. The issue with these vaccines is that they don't leave your system when you clock out. It's not clock out, there I did what I work required me to do to be at work. It's I clocked out and I'm still doing something that is required for me to be at work. Which means what? It means you should be continued to be paid for all the time that you are doing something required to be at work. So while employers are requiring employees to get a vaccine and do something so invasive that stays with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while they're sleeping, while they're driving, while they're eating, 
seems very reasonable for me as an employee to not refuse to get vaccinated. I wouldn't refuse, I'd say. No, I'm not refusing to be vaccinated. I'm just requiring that you pay me for all the time I'm doing what you're requiring me to do, which would be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for the rest of my life. After all, choices do have consequences, employer. What do you think of that angle, my friends? <laughs> That's pretty brilliant, isn't it? And actually, he's right. Uh, if an employer is going to mandate a vaccine for you to be at, at the job that they are they are providing to you, uh, and you you go along and you you go along with the vaccine and you're continuing to do what they require you to do even on your off time, are you not entitled to pay for that? This is a permanent permanent alteration of your system, your internal body, your your internal uh, mechanics to stay employed with this employer. There needs to be compensation for that. Just like he said, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And that is a very interesting angle that should be fought in court. So that one perked me up right away. So thanks to my little sis for that one, because that's good. That's good shit right there. <laughs> okay, my friends, I had a couple more articles picked out, but in the for the sake of time, I'm going to get into this uh, basically summary of, of all the findings from people from all around the world. Now, this was written by um, Dr. Ariana Love. And uh, if you look into her, I'll bring her up here right now. Uh, Dr. Ariana Love is the founder of Metanutrients, a naturopathic doctor, journalist, editor, goodwill ambassador to Palestine, geopolitical analyst, artist, and tree connoisseur. So that's her credentials. Um, <clears throat> If you are interested in that, but it's uh, she's basically just drawing from what everybody else has found around the world. Now the title reads, "What's in the Vax? Transgenic Hydra and Parasite Implants Used as Rapid Human Cloning Weapons Systems." All right, that title kind of make you make you draw back a little bit. Now, <clears throat> I am going to put this in the take it or leave it column because this might be too much for some people, but. If you're like me, you have seen, you guys have probably seen the footage of the parasites that they have already found in pretty much all the shots. In all the mRNA shots, for sure. For sure. So, it's in the take it or leave it column, but I'm suggesting you probably take it. <laughs> Alright, the transhumanist dystopian nightmare we find ourselves in took... A new turn with the shocking discovery of Hydra vulgaris and parasites in the so-called COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Carrie Maddy revealed her Hydra findings on the Stu Peters show on September 29, 2021, followed by Dr. Zandi Botha's stunning discovery of microscopic self-assembling medical devices in the blood of her vax patients. The red blood cells are dangerously deformed and coagulated. Things she says she's never seen before in her 15 years as a blood doctor. Hydra vulgaris identified in Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 serums. About 10 days later, that thing, Hydra vulgaris, was also identified in Pfizer vials by Dr. Frank uh, Zalewski. He took the science to a new level and did a chemical analysis of the Hydra, exposing that the chemical compound of the creature contains aluminum, carbon, and bromium. This means the hydras are being genetically modified before they're injected into humans. The good doctor also identified parasites in the vials. 
Dr. Jane Ruby, a pharmaceutical researcher, gave vital commentary on the Stu Peters show about Dr. Zielinski's uh, findings. Emphasis that the dormant hydra eggs become very active when exposed to graphite tape and heat. Earlier in August, parasites and other horrors were identified by Dr. Robert Young in four COVID-19 vials. Dr. Jane Ruby again joined Stu Peters to give crucial commentary on Dr. Young's findings. Investigative journalist Ramola D. provides us with further information about the parasites discovered by Dr. Young and did an expose in October. <clears throat> Back in July, La Quinta Columna studied four vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson and found toxic, nano, uh, toxic nanometallic partic particulates, particularly nanographene oxide, in significant amounts as well as lipid nanoparticles and the parasite Triposanoma cruzi in the Pfizer BioNTech serum. Pfizer whistleblower Karen Kingston appeared on Stu Peters' show in July and walked us through a presentation on how graphene oxide is in all COVID-19 serums. Graphene oxide was not listed in the patent filings and was deliberately, deliberately concealed under a trade secret because it is known to be poisonous to humans. As a, as a result of these horrifying discoveries, I did my own research on graphene oxide, nanoparticles, and toxic toxicity and wrote an article entitled Graphene Oxide the Vector for COVID-19 Democide. I reveal how humanity is being saturated with graphene oxide nanoparticles in a myriad of ways. I also wrote an article on protocols for detoxifying graphene oxide for your body. The openly declared ingredients in COVID-19 serums should be enough to dissuade anybody from taking them. Now it is clear there are additional poisonous and other horrors not being disclosed to the public by bio and, uh, biotech pharmacy industry. Karen Kingston has backed up all these terrifying discoveries with the patent filings and receipts on Stu Peter's show. Kingston explains that the vaccines are a gateway to an obedient platform and potentially an execution platform if you're not obedient to your score. Informed consent has been waived and therefore people didn't know they were being injected with smart devices and bioweapons. The patent also reveals that it, it was already known by Pfizer that the vax would become super spreaders and transmit deadly pathogens to healthy individuals. There's an AI component to these vaccines, Kingston explains. They're committed to replacing the American people with artificial intelligence. She continues disclosing what Hong Kong is ready to replace. Excuse me. She continues disclosing that Hong Kong is ready to replace the American people with robots right now. Due to the fact the patent filings do not reveal the components of uh, biotech's vaccine ingredients, I began researching scientific peer-reviewed studies involving Hydra vulgaris and parasites to see if I could uh, identify why they're being injected into humans. Gain of function. Everything I'm writing here is based on evidence from open-source peer-reviewed literature of scientific breakthroughs and technological developments that extend through the past decades and are linked in this article. As sci-fi thrilling as this information may sound, the technology has already been deployed and is being injected into the veins of our children as we speak. You can read the studies for yourself, as I have done. Uh, DNA hybridization began in 1980 with Nad uh, Nadrine, Nadrayan C. Seaman, 
who sta- started constructing self-assembly, uh, self-assembled, uh, excuse me, assembled nanostructures. Hydrovulgaris trans, uh, transgenesis, transgenesis technology was developed over the last 30 years. This is the process of transferring genes and organisms from one species to another, which create a new clone species. The Human Genome Project began in the year 2000. Hydras are used in the Human Genome Assembly for gene silencing of humans. Messenger RNA, mRNA, spions, super paramagnetic iron oxide nanoparticles, DNA-coded lipid nanoparticles containing drugs and chemicals, transgenic hydras, and parasites are all part of an operating system which is bypassing the human immune system. You can read more about the operating system from Moderna's own website. Graphene oxide sheets are used to slice open the cell membrane of every cell in your body so that programmable nano, na, uh, nanorobots can reach the cell nuclei to turn off undesired genes, gene silencing, or code artificial gene sequences. This process is called biohacking. Graphene oxide sheets are able to slice open every cell membrane of the human body within 15 minutes of inoculation, according to Dr. Robert Martin. DARPA partly funded the the development of protein to uh, genomic sequence alignments for cross-species genomics. Gain-of-function and loss-of-function studies using transgenic hydras were funded by Fauci and the NIH and developed at the Wuhan Institute in China and in universities in the U.S. and China. Their scientific findings were published in 2013. The 6th International Workshop on DNA Nanotechnology was held August 26th and 28th in uh, 2017 in Beijing, China, where the forum showcased the applications of self-assembled DNA nanostructures. Chemical Spike Protein The spike protein in the COVID-19 vaccines that everyone is talking about is called a uh, lentivirus. The lentivirus contains a combination of HIV types 1 to 3, SRV1, AIDS, uh, MERS, and SARS. These are the most deadly gain-of-function bioweapons ever developed, thanks to Fauci. A Stanford study reveals that lentivirus is a a genius of retroviruses that can that cause chronic and deadly disease characterization by long incubation periods in humans. It enables long-term transgene expression. The best-known lentivirus is the human immunodeficiency pathogen, which causes AIDS. This is why we're seeing an autoimmune and uh, neurodegenerative decline after COVID-19 inoculation. This is an induced condition known as prion. The mRNA from the lentivirus chimeric cocktail is inserted into the DNA of human cells through an invasive procedure that that permanently changes the genome of that cell. Once inside the host cell's cytoplasm, lipid-coated nanobots take the reverse transcriptase enzyme in the uh, lentivirus to produce DNA from the mRNA genome, the reverse of the usual pattern, thus retro. Hydra 2.0 Genome Assembly Hydras are used in cross-species genomics. They are being genetically modified in a lab at the University of Kiev to produce transgenic clonal hydra lines. Since 2006, thousands of embryos have been micro-injected and nearly 200 transgenic lines have been established in the hydra transgenic facility. 
Morpho, uh, morphogenesis and stem cell control using the hydras were developed to learn the neurobiological functions of humans and for in vivo tracing of cells. Transgenic hydras allow in vivo tracking of individual stem cells during morphogenesis, tissue, and cell growth. Transgenic hydra lines are generated by embryo microinjection with plasmid DNA from self-replicating DNA found in bacteria. This is a permanent transmissible change of genetic material, DNA, resulting in the decreased production of a protein. The merging of the two species is a cloning process called transfection. A new generation, new generation of transgenic hydropolyps continue reproducing the chimeric genetic expression in their offspring. These GMO hydropolyps are now genetically coded vectors carrying a variety of programmed synthetic genomic sequences and mRNA messenger RNA for the purpose of transfecting humans. Once inside the human body, the transgenic hydropolyps serve to rewrite and control the ancestral circuitry of human beings. Blast sequence technology is being used to create new DNA sequences and find similar genetic sequences between species, performing alignment functions for same species and cross-species genetic splicing for the, uh, for the purpose of transcription. Proteins regulate gene expression. This technology targets the cell organelles of the nuclei which store genetic information, mitochondria which produce chemical energy, and ribosomes which assemble proteins using mRNA to make mitochondrial sequences. A 2017 gain-of-function research project from Germany demonstrates how RNA extraction and quantitative reverse transcription polymer, uh, polymerase chain reaction or reverse genetics is used to knock out and knock down genes using hydras and CRISPR-Cas9. The genetically modified hydra lines in the COVID-19 operating system is first coded with uh, chimeric gene sequences, lentivirus, which is then being coded into human cells using CRISPR-Cas9 technology and electroporation. Uh, <clears throat> Electrodes attached to the gold programmable nanorobots transfect human cells, silencing your innate God-given genetic sequences and code your cells to reproduce the synthetic genetic sequence of chimeric spike proteins, lentivirus, indefinitely. More, simple, more simply stated, your cells will continue to replicate themselves over and over again with a new genetic sequence of the chimeric pathogen you were injected with. One of the dead, deadly bacteria being chimerically enhanced to transfect hydras for implantation into humans is E. coli, which causes about 36% of the infections in humans. You can find that study by searching. <clears throat> uh, this is an extremely vicious bioterrorism at attack. Okay, so searching right there, it was it's it's not it's not necessarily uh, blacked out. It's just it's not there. So there was something already pulled out of this before we got it. Parasites. Parasites are also transfected with bacteria and used as transfection vectors for DNA binding and genetic sequencing in humans. Parasites can evade drugs, escape the immune system, and, and regulate genes. The Human Malaria, uh, Malaria Genome Project, developed at Stanford University, used CRISPR technology and bacterial plasmids, which can replicate rapidly inside parasites. They trans, uh, transfected bacterial plasmids into parasites, disrupting a series of gene encoding molecules. In that study, scientists transfected malaria parasites with luciferase, to use it in gene targeting and transgene expression in humans. 
T. Gandhi and P. Falciparium uh, and other parasites were used in studies. It is important to be aware from the P. Falciparum, they designed a chloric, uh, a chloric resistant transgenic parasite strain called D DD2. Luciferase. Hydropolyps are being coated with the overexpressed chimeric protein called luciferase, which is a green fluorescent protein derived from fireflies. Thus, transgenic hydras carry the RNA trigger to code your cells, leading to gene silencing in human cells. Holstein Lab investigated the repressing activity of uh, SYSP5 and on the HYWNT3 promoter performing luciferase reporting assays in human HEK293T cells for DNA binding and transplant, uh, transplanting hydra into humans by invading human tissues. The transgenic hydras and parasites replicate and merge with humans during transfection. They are integrated with transgenes, luciferase and lentivirus into one of the epi epithelial cell li uh, li lineages and assembled into the human host. The transplanting of hydras into the humans is called homoplastic transpla uh, transplantation using induced hydranth as implants. Epithelial cells and stem cell lineages responsible for cell signaling, transgenic hydras report genes and are cell signaling with each, other's, with each other inside humans, much like neurons in a neural network. Transgenic hydra cell signaling, signaling becomes synthesized with human cell signaling in a process called catenine uh, signaling which is induced by mutations of genes in humans through upregulation cell response to the plasmids expressing activators in the hydra HYSP5-2992 uh, LUC, a.k.a. transfection. Transgenic hydras and parasites induce humans to ge uh, generate a new electrochemical signal by organizing enzymes Spatially, spatially to create programmable, programmable redox enzymatic cascade pathway, changing the predictable uh, generation of electrochemical signals in humans. The newly established synthetic gene sequences are now shared between the transgenic hydras, parasites, and newly hybridized humans. In fact, Biotech's chimeric operating system establishes a new neural network in humans and an artificial brain by redirecting endogenous neural stem cells. Brain implants can erase memories and implant new artificial memories while graphene oxide can hear your brain whisper. Ooh, that's... Ugh, good lord. <laughs> A team of scientists from UC Davis and Rice University were boasting back in July about manipulating the nervous system of Hydra vulgaris and humans to build a new brain from bottom up in order to control neural pathways and human behavior. This technology was developed over the last decade through the Human Brain Project. Um, the European Union's 1.5 billion euro graphene flagship project developed graphene-based implants for future brain-computer interfaces. I have to wonder if the implants they ref were, they're referring to contain transgenic hydras. Graphene implants can record electrical activity in the brain at extremely low frequencies and over large areas, unlocking the wealth of information found below 0.1 hertz. 
A Russian initiative called 2045 wants to use neural inter interfaces for an improved man himself because mankind is standing on the edge of a total loss of the conceptual guidelines necessary for further evolution. This demonstrates the anti-human mindset of eugenicists who want to clone the entire human race. The fluorescent luciferase hydras were also tested with externally applied electrical fields to see how much voltage they can endure to facilitate the future use of electric fields as experimental means to redistribute int intracellular con constituents in developing tissues. I presume this was a way to test the hydra's ability to, to survive 5G frequency. The operating system. Hydras and parasites also serve as, re as a reporter system. Luciferase exhibits bright green fluorescent when exposed to light in the blue ultraviolet range, enabling the vax to be traced externally. Genes of interest can be turned off occasionally or turned on at, at will by your patent holders through what's called transregulation. This means you're not only externally traced 247, but you'll also be externally controlled. Your patent holders will be able to upregulate or downregulate your genetic codes through an external database through the uh, eukaryotic genome and annotation pipeline for transgenic humans. Did you think the Starlink Satellite Network's uh, precision tracking space system had something to do with defense? Don't worry, you'll be happy owning nothing so long as they get your dopamine levels worked out. <laughs> AdGene is selling a variety of CRISPR parasites to be used as gene vectors for human transfection. These are not vaccines at all, but a weapon system, my words, for the rapid cloning, their words, of humans. Through the gene knockout silencing, artificial gene sequencing coding, and monitor transfectants inside of humans tracing. <clears throat> Prospline. In a worldwide protein to genome alignment tool enabling human DNA to be easily synthesized from a single-stranded RNA template and catalyzed by an enzyme for reverse transcriptase. AdGene also offers lentiviral envelope and packaging plasmids using transgenic hydra. They offer non-overlapping neural networks, their words, using hydra vulgaris for building a, a new neural network in hydras. The same technology applies to humans. Dr. Carrie Maddy also disclosed in her latest interview on The Stu Peters Show that the vaccine operating system is building an artificial neural network in humans. AdGene offers a tetracycline off systems for on-off gene expression, fusing TetR with C-terminal domain of VP16, uh, virion protein 16, and uh, essential transcriptional activation domain for HSV, herpes simplex virus which is uh, being used for reduced gene expression. This uses the chimeric E. coli bacteria and lentivirus. The Hydra Genome Assembly offers, nano -DNA, uh, offers a nano-DNA kit called Illum Illumina. Illumina Inc. figured out how to reduce the cost of sequencing, sequencing a human genome down from 1 million to 1,000 USD in back in 2007. After luciferase is infused and coded for targeting genes via a computer, it is then mapped onto the human thought. Uh, uh, excuse me. It is then mapped onto the human through the public galaxy server to perform to perform differential expression analysis. Proteins can be targeted, upregulated, and downregulated. 
Then there's Vector Biolabs, who's selling adrenovirus for human SP5 SH RNA silencing, a knockout vector system adrenovirus for knocking down the expression of a particular gene uh, or gene silencing. It is being marketed online and sold by Vector Builder. You can create artificial genome sequences and merge genomes in different species. You can pre-order DNA sequences for humans on Hydra Atlas websites. The Genome Data Viewer, GDV, will help you select genome assemblies, DNA sequences for humans from primarily finished uh, human clones that were sequenced as a part of the Human Genome Project. ViGene offers multiple SHRNA cloning options for your gene silencing experiments. Their packaging transfer plasmids, adrenovirus AAV, and lentivirus, and they guarantee at least 70% knockdown of your gene of interest. They have a catalog of over 27,000 SHRNA plasmid sets targeting the human genome. This table lists common lentivirus envelope and packaging plasmids that can be used with second and third generation lentivirus technologies. Adgenes lentiviral genome is delivered to a target cell upon infection using CRISPR gRNA. They explain how the lentivirus genome encodes genetic material that the researcher or patent holders and big pharma want to deliver to specific, specific targeted cells. The genome was encoded by plasmids called transfer plasmids, which can be modified to encode a wide range of gene products. AdGene admits their DNA targeting enzymes very often will delete, insert, or otherwise alter the targeted RNA or DNA. So don't let the fake media fool you. Lentivirus plasmids can be ordered through AdGene. Okay, <clears throat> where are we sitting? We're going to be a little bit longer probably on this show, but we're going to finish this. Behavioral control. Vector Biolabs offers an adrenovirus AAV expressing shRNA for the knockout of gene silencing of human SB5. When developing this technology during the animal trials, social recognition, spatial learning, and memory was impaired after four weeks. In an animal study using reverse transcriptase poly uh, polymerase chain reaction, RT-PCR, with the adrenovirus vector and drugs, scientists were able to induce Huntington's disease by targeting the corpus stratum of the brain, which resulted in 100-fold neurodegeneration and motor behavioral impairment. Reproduction and fertility. The transgenic hydras are used to induce gene silencing predominantly, predominantly targeting embryonic cells in the testes of men and the ovaries of women and also nerve cells. This is why we're seeing neurological de uh, de degeneration prion after inoculation. It is also explains why 82% of expected mothers who take the jab are having spontaneous abortions. Microinjection of foreign DNA into pronucleus of a single cell embryos of fertilized mice to control the genetic expression of future generations has been perfected since 2008. Proteins control gene expression. Transgenic hydras are instrumental in encoding the human SP SP5 SHRNA silencing AV AAV, which is a gene on chromosome 2Q31.1 that encodes a protein that binds to the GC box uh, prometer elements through uh, thought to play a role in coordinating the intricate changes in transcription uh, which occur in, in the developing embryo. 
WNT-3 is a protein that in humans is encoded by the WNT3 gene. These proteins have been implicated in uh, oncogenesis and in several developmental processes, including regulation of cell fate and patterning during embryogenesis. The point I'm making here is that the operating system is DNA binding, down-regulation and upregulating genes using the transgenic hydras, targeting human embryos and embryonic cells, leading to developmental alterations from binding genes with the WNT backslash B catenine uh, signaling pathway. Do you understand what this means? It's not only the vaxxed who are being genetically modified, cloned, and hybridized, but so are their offspring. That is, of course, if you're still able to reproduce after, at all after the jab. Most people will just be sterilized and their babies aborted. This is a human cloning experiment as well as ex- uh, extermination. Microinjection of uh, retrovirus transgenes, lentivirus and luciferase, integrate randomly into the gene, uh, genome which possess enormous risks for the vaxxed as well as their hybrid offspring. This can create strange and unpredictable mutations of DNA by the addition of ones or more uh, base pairs. This is precisely why we're seeing freaky mutations and why doctors are removing blood clots with hydra-like tentacles from teenagers. Dr. Kerry Maday shares an image of a blood clot with a hydra-like mutational growth that was removed from a heart of an early teen who received a COVID vax. If you still aren't convinced, please listen to Dr. Peter McCulloch explain this bio, uh, biotechnology and how chimeric spike proteins are being coded into human cells at the 17, 78th Annual Meeting of Association of American Physicians and Surgeons on October 2nd, 2021. It is a deadly protein, explains Dr. McCulloch. It is the first time in medicine that we are injecting vaccines and asking the human body to make a, a potentially lethal protein. While the COVID-19 serums appear on the surface to be an only clear liquid, under the, mi- under the microscopy you can visibly see all the main components of the computer interface operating system, which is a biological weapon system for the cloning and extermination of the human race. Final note, if you would like more information on detox protocols and disrupting the blood coagulation cascade, which leads to blood clots from the jab, or for protocols that will protect you from adverse effects of transmission, please contact me directly at metanutrients at malefence.com. So we managed to get this in under the hour. And um, the reason I brought it to you is because all of us are scratching our heads. We don't know. We've just never been able to put what, what is the end game, right? Like we've all been going, what is the end game of these shots? And we've always known that it's been eugenicists in charge of this whole program. So it makes perfect sense that they are basically trying to rewrite, um, the, as you said, as, as, as you heard Dr. Uh, Ariana Love tell you, uh, they're creating a, um, a ground-up system within people. Uh, it, it has its own brain. It has the ability to rewrite your, your, your genomes. Uh, it, can, it can switch on or switch off your cells. Uh, this is behavioral control, my friends. So they're basically going to start experimenting and and with people and seeing if they can start controlling them, basically making them more docile. What they what they've always wanted the human race to be, my friends, was worker bees. And this is how, in my opinion, this is what this is. 
Um, they are attempting to turn us into a hive mind worker bee society. And if they cannot, through their shots, control you, they'll switch you off. It's that simple. And, uh, you know, it is interesting the way she went through the history of some of this technology that is in these shots. So for the first time ever, we've got the background of, of where these come from. Now, this, I will post this on the Telegram page, uh, this, this uh, write-up. Because all of the uh, links in this write-up are, um, you can click on them and, and they work. And I look for that. I look for that in the information that I, I bring to you guys. A lot of times, if it doesn't have their, if they don't show their work, basically, I won't report it. If they're just claiming stuff, um, then I, I won't I won't bring it because I can't verify it. And I don't, I don't want to be, you know, lumped into the fake news cat, uh, column, right? <laughs> we'll leave that to the mainstream media. <laughs> Anyway, it's not the most positive uh, show that we've ever heard, but we've got to be prepared for what it, what exactly it is that they're doing. And now, to keep in mind, if you can, if you can switch all the behaviors off that you don't like in these test subjects, you could also switch on the behaviors that you want. They could easily turn average people into weapons, my friends. And I've, I've often wondered if the injected would be the ones that turn on us when this all goes down, that it wouldn't actually, wouldn't actually have to invade with a, a UN army. They could basically switch on all their injected to come at you. And I, I, you know, when you read stuff like this, it's, it's, it becomes a very real possibility. So I guess we'll see how this plays out, but you know, the more we know, the better off we are. And like I said, take it or leave it. Uh, me personally, I'm going to take it because I've, you know, I've looked at this, I've clicked on all the links, I've seen where she drew her information from, and honestly, as horrifying as it is, I think this is actually the intention. And when you couple that with the fact that everybody at the top of these programs are eugenicists, it only makes perfect sense. All right, my friends, well, if you want to comment about this show or any other, um, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. It is Canadian Patriot Radio. Use the message button. Um, if you prefer emails, CanadianPatriotRadio at gmail.com. Um, and my personal favorite, like I said, I will put this right up into the Telegram room. So if you want to study this further, make sure you get into the Telegram room and, and, and you'll see it. It's, uh, it's what the title is. Uh, Dr. Ariana Love, what's in the, tra- uh, the Vax transgenic, transgenic hydroparasitic parasitic implant, implants. Good. Spit it out. <laughs> so that will be in the Telegram room. And so if you want to find us on Telegram, it's t.me backslash Canadian Patriot Radio. And if you prefer websites, it is CanadianPatriotRadio.ca. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning in again, my friends. And until next time, in all thy sons command. joining us for another episode of Canadian Patriot Radio. CPR is not filmed before a live studio audience. If you like the show, friends, make sure you give us a thumbs up and share us on all your social media platforms. Until next time, take care.